Good afternoon. You've got Living Writers on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. I'm T. Hetzel. I'm so happy today to have Kristen Hirsch, John Doe, Grant Lee Phillips here in the studio with me. We're taping the program February 11th, 2020. Welcome to WCBN. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it's, so, it's so lovely it's nice to here. see you. And um, yeah, enjoy the vibe, right? The college radio. and yeah. uh, well, We can't swear, so we don't know what to say now. Oh, right. <laughs> yep, we've Heck gone up. Yeah. <laughs> We're working on our prospector speak, Dagnabbit. <laughs> Other than that. <laughs> well, and, well, you're in town. You've, you've driven into town uh, tonight at the Ark. Um, the Exile Follies are happening, um, and it's a run from February 4th to February 14th. Um, how how are the Follies? How's the Follies going? What's the path been like so far? It's, it's full of folly. <laughs> Which is folly such a great... Folly full. It's folly um, <laughs> You know, we just enjoy each other's company. That's the most basic thing and if you have that then the rest sort of falls in place and it's good you know we don't get to do it it's a little um like work vacation you know we get to make money and hang out with our pals that we don't get a chance to hang out with yeah it's a bachelor party the songwriting uh head can be um lonely so it's nice to have compatriots and the road can be lonely too. It's another nice place to have a bachelor party. It's well, and it seems like your van. Um, when you pulled up in the van, was anything but lonely. As you pulled up and then pile, piled out, it was just you could just tell it was like it's the Cadillac of minivans. It is, <laughs> yes. To a few people, and we're the Cadillac of families. So. <clears throat> right. It, it does seem like you're a family because you've known. Well, Grant, how long have you all known each other? Where oh, Where goodness. did you? How did you all meet? <laughs> Let's well, do the meet the the meet cute part of this. <laughs> I suppose we we, we had uh, met. And passing probably be, probably you know before this thing, uh, but we got to know each other really really well back in 2002. That's when we first went out on the road as the Exile Follies. Did a couple of weeks on the road then, and um, boy, I think that's maybe the first time I really did, got did, to hang with. But Christian. did I think Grant and I met at uh, this club Largo? Yeah, in L.A., <clears throat> which was kind of a listening room. Um, John Bryan played there a lot. Amy Mann. Um, Elliot Smith. Um, I love you know, Largo. People yeah. like that, and it was it was kind of a restaurant and, and run by this uh, uh, benefic- benevolent uh, tyrant, <laughs> Flanny. <laughs> Flanny. <laughs> yeah, Mark Flanagan. Yeah. Anyway, oh, uh, it, was, it was a great oh. great listening room, and and uh, and that was kind of the genesis of the thing. Yeah. Kristen had played there too, and and Grant came up with the title "Exile Follies." I came to your house in Burbank, and we sang songs together one afternoon. Yeah. Why? Why did we do that? I think that was after we had been out on the road for a little bit, maybe. I think. Maybe we you had did to that because you were singers. On the road, I, my recollection is that we we first sat down together on stage, you know, with the audience there. It was Atlanta, and, and we, what are we going to do for this tour? So <laughs> kind of had a band meeting on stage. Exactly. And, um, Show your camaraderie, yeah. like the, the nascent, like the early part of it. <laughs> yeah, and you did uh, the Loon that yeah. night. This is eighteen wow. years ago, by the way. My and, brains uh, is broken. Did, uh, Why do you have did, brains? Uh, your ghost, right? Yeah, did that together. 
And I was 100 pregnant, I think. Oh, yes, that's right. Kristen yeah, was very pregnant at the time. My little surfer dude, who is now six feet tall. Oh, my goodness. <sighs> yeah. Looking for a 50-foot wave. Oh, <laughs> thank you for saying that. Um, so you all, but so so Grant, you're saying that when the the exile follies came together, it was literally this moment that was like kind of birthed in Atlanta when you like you met up, like you had this plan from Largo, like this idea, yeah, and then you kind of all over arrived in Atlanta, and then it. And then you were on stage. Then you have to yeah. make it happen. So can we talk about that? Because sure. is that still part of like what makes the Exile Follies tick? This moment that you create with each of the places where so. you go? I think so. And I mean, there there have been songs that we we hadn't played, you know, um, on this on this trip. And, you know, we'd be sitting backstage and I'd start plunking one, you know, and John would go, you know that? Like, you know what? I kind of know it. I think I know ha- enough to uh, to get myself in trouble. And uh, we all have that in us, you know, we're eager to, to go up on the high dive and see what happens, you know? So when you're plunking the, the strings yeah. or so, yeah. would that be a song that, so you weren't creating a, a new song in the oh, moment. No, no, no. It was one that you all know well, and then know, could there, do together. There was well. an old X song that oh, yeah. I had okay. loved. And, and uh, in fact, I, I had started playing it some many years ago. Played it maybe one and a half times. And uh, <laughs> so I didn't know it that well, but I, you know, but I, but it was in there, you know, in the gray matter. Yeah, all the X songs are in there, so John can do whatever he wants. And yeah. <laughs> so those are, and he's those up are on nice the high games. dive, and Kicking we're following and him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I understand that it, it's. Uh, you think of us as, you know, a, a preconceived kind of people who, who. Um, you know, have have a, <clears throat> a grand scheme, a, a uh, you know, high concept, uh, but actually we are we're not. We're just people. Um, that fell really flat. I'm sorry. No, no, really. But John, <laughs> I don't think I wanted to say idea. The two of us are people. Grant's yeah. just Grant. You're a being. Blanks. I'm stare. an agent. No, alien. we just make we just make up stuff. <laughs> and and there've been several times that uh, sitting around, standing on stage, and just shooting the you know what shooting the bull as yeah. the as the cowboys would say mm-hmm. <clears throat> is as much fun as playing the songs and you have to kind of i have to uh recenter myself so that i'm because it's fun and funny and joking around and then i i have to remind myself and the audience sometimes like actually this is kind of serious yeah yeah this, the the song is serious and <laughs> oh. but i think i think that's a tradition <laughs> a tradition of folk singers yeah you know? There was a guy that I used to listen to, Tom Rapp, um, had a band called Pearls Before Swine. He was a, you know, died in the wool folky. <clears throat> and his songs were so long and so depressing, but he was funny as hell on stage. I saw him a couple times. He was a friend of a friend. And, uh, yeah, you have to remind yourself that you're actually there to do something that But it's might good. There's gravity moving. to both. There's gravity to light, and there's gravity to dark, and there's gravity yeah. to high, and gravity to low. But it, I think it, it can be a little unsettling for the yeah. audience that isn't used to intensity on both ends of the spectrum because we laugh really hard. And then yeah. a few seconds later, we're just in it. And there's a sobering effect for sure that we're used to that maybe they are less so. It's like yeah. it's, it's not entertainment. It's music. It's different. Okay. Yeah, I think you realize at some hmm. point after you do this for a long time, uh, you come around to accept that every night is so different. Every crowd is different. You know, the energy in the room is different. Um, 
probably even if you played the same place from one night to the next, mm. you know, there would be something about it. And the more you can kind of embrace that and roll with it. Yeah, John the, actually you know, gets a the feel for then. the crowd and then changes his set list accordingly. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, th- I think we all have to do that, you know. Otherwise, it gets very, oh, I don't know. That's when my mind kind of flies out the window. and I, <laughs> Whereas if I can be anchored by the knowing that, hey, this is now, you know, this is not last night or whatever. Right. And and also you just have each of you have just so many um like the songs and and the the lyrics or um melodies or harmony like you've got all of that just when you're walking around it's just in you so to be able to be open and and just see what the energy is where you are and do what you feel connected to the audience but yeah. really also each other so the audience and each other. Yeah. I mean, and collectively, you know, the folks that come to these shows, they might know the songs better than we do, you know. They'll, you know, they'll remind us, what about so? I was like, you know what? I forgot about that one. Let me try that, you know. And so they, you know, we all kind of have our part to play. And it's like cyclical breathing. It's like definitely a didgeridoo effect when the crowd (laughs) lets it resonate and we let that resonate back. Yeah. We're not tap dancing up there but there's some kind of energetic response that is necessary for our focus Mm. and well could we could we go because john so Kristen, you were saying that john you change your set list when you're like feeling the energy in the room where you are um can you yeah what do you think you're going to play at the arc tonight and then let's see (laughs) oh I'm just teasing. Uh, teasing. Can you just talk about that, that, though? I know that we'll play a a few of the songs that we play together. You know, Mm -hmm. we'll play The New World by X. We'll play um, When the Levee Breaks that Kristen... I don't know. Did you you ever record that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Memphis Mini song. And uh, we'll do a song that Grant wrote called America Snoring. But other than that... I don't know. (laughs) Who knows? You know. um, But it's like, you know, I I don't. um, I'm not a soothsayer or a reader of crowds. I just think, well, they're standing up, so maybe a few more up tempo songs might be good. Mm. Or it's Friday night, so people are going to get hammered. (laughs) So, (laughs) so singing a song like the Have Nots would be fitting. Um, and if, or if it's a theater, then I, you you can, you know, people sitting down, then you can do a few more slower songs, be a little more indulgent on that side. So yeah, it's no big deal. The other night we played at a nice theater uh, in New Jersey. Oh, in South Orange. Big, comfortable, beautiful orange chairs as well. (laughs) And, uh, you know, lovely theater. Next night we, we, we drive all day to Pittsburgh, right? And then we're in a little club and everything. And, and even, you know, at Soundcheck, John's got it cranked up a little louder. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, playing, you know, so it, you can already feel, oh, this is different. You know, and Pittsburgh feels different. Yeah. Yeah. Show business. Yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to tell you, like, kids, you know, that's, that's like, show business. It's a good muscle. I you need to be that's a little fast loud, I said. And then, you know, I was, I was way off. It was great. Everybody was standing up and into it and sweating. And it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you mentioned also that, um, oh, uh, Largo, the lounge in L.A., Mm -hmm. is like a listening room. Is that? Because that's what they call the Ark here in Ann Arbor, too. And and I think that means, you know what? Okay, don't be mad at me, Ark, anyone listening out there. Um, But it it means that you can't stand up um, during the show. 
How do you feel about that? Because I think, John, you are saying it's like it gives you the opportunity to maybe play a different kind of song, like some of mm-hmm. the um, same intensity. Because, Kristen, I've seen you there and you still <laughs> lock in and you're like there's just this this power. Um, so even though it's a listening room, it doesn't mean that there aren't like like such energy there. But what do you what do you all think about That's this idea? That's a good point because we've all played in bands that have played in theaters and it's definitely a muscle you have to develop to to stand by your assertion that this is sonic vocabulary and should be appreciated in any venue. It's it's again, it's music, not entertainment. So it's not a, a superficial approach to sound. It's something that uh, shows depth, and that's when your God is in the details instead of your devil in the details. And I'm still tested that way. My band plays in like a black box theater. I have to say, well, it's time to listen, and I use noise as an instrument, and it's not necessarily that you're going to be jumping up and down. I mean, you got to back that up and say, well, power is for everywhere on earth (laughs) there is intensity at play in other words yeah yeah do you um grant do you want to weigh in on that or 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 john i I think it's it's uh a real it's been a challenge for me to figure out how to do something quiet that has as much intensity as something loud and fast it's harder to step back and say something that's subtle and have it be intense. Kristen doesn't have any problem with that. Because <laughs> she yeah. plugs in, and whether it's, you know, loud or quiet, it's super intense and raw. So um, are you say- saying that, like, lyrically, or the composition of how you think, just, like, your vocals and your inst- your your guitar? Not lyrically, no. Or... Just, just the... It, it's like um, the difference between if you acted on, uh, in a movie... Or you acted on a stage. On a stage, you have to be big and move around and right. wave your arms and <laughs> be like uh, Leslie Ann Warren. <laughs> I got you. I knew I would get you on that one. I was holding Leslie Ann Warren in my back pocket this whole tour and then finally got to play that card and grit. Uh, Take anyway, your chips, John. Well played. But then if you're you know, playing a subtle song, and or you're recording it, you have to go inside. You have to be internal and bring the intensity that way because you don't want to be snoozy. You don't want to have people snooze while you're saying something that you feel is heartfelt. Yeah. So you got to bring that kind of intensity with with something yeah, that's it quiet. It probably comes if down to nuance. A, then you're yeah, right. If you're playing with a punk rock band, it's like pow. Yeah. 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 Then, when I'm, then you get it. Then the intensity is there. Oh, sh- sheesh. Yeah. Yeah. I almost said a bad word. Sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> that, was so that, was, that was impressive. When I first went out, you know, I had been out with, with Crantley Buffalo many, many years. And then I started to do this uh, all on my own. And uh, I would be just me and an acoustic guitar. But I was going at it as though there was a Marshall stack behind me blowing my hair. <laughs> right, right. And I would I would look down after it. 15 minutes and there would be a pool of sweat, you know, just like a pool. And and it was destroying my clothes. And I was thinking there's got to be a better way. I've got to learn how to pace myself a little bit. And so that, that took time, I think, just to explore the, you know, the space and the, uh, yeah, how to go about it. It is so different, though. And like John said, and Kristen, you, you, you learn to kind of 
draw draw the ear in, I guess, you know. Yeah, I had a blood spattered guitar every night. Really? Literally blood spattered. And then I switched to well, I switched to but added an acoustic career thinking there's no way that the dollar to decibel equation is going to work. Like, they don't care about my band. How are they going to care about a third of my band? <laughs> but it's texture that brings about intensity. And then a fluid relationship to timing mm-hmm. is another opportunity to bring the nuance about. The fluid relationship to timing. Well, Vic Chestnut actually taught me that. He doesn't play in time, didn't play in time. Yeah. And it was you know, to great effect. He said it was because his hands didn't work, but what oh, he invented right. that way was but he beautiful. Fa- and he found Legato. it. He found right? it. Mm-hmm. Well, you just kind of like, let's let's let the saloon doors kind of yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. sway open for a bit before we... It's hard we... to do. It is. I know, because we don't have to catch a bus or anything in the middle of yeah, our set, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or Willie in the middle of our song. That, you know? <laughs> so, like, going into the bridge, you want it to be... I was like, oh, I got to be very clear because the time signature shifts here. Mm-hmm. It's just going to sound messy. And now it's like, you know what? Messy is what we are. I need to bring about some breath here and some space. And if people don't know what the timing is yet, I got to live with that. There are a few bullets you got to take that way. It's like, oh, wow, you don't know how to play at all, which is what people said about Vic. He was one of my favorite guitarists. Let's take a short break, and then we'll come back. We'll talk more. Today, I'm so happy to have Kristen Hirsch, John Doe, Grant Lee Phillips here in the studio. You've got Living Writers on WCBN-FM. We'll be back. My darling, my sweetheart, my sweetheart, my darling. My sweetheart, my darling, my darling, my sweetheart. My darling. back. If you're just tuning in, so glad you did. Today on the program, Kristen Hirsch is here, John Doe, Grant Lee Phillips, the Exile Follies. Um, this incarnation, this this lifetime of the Exile Follies is happening February 4th through February 14th, 2020. Um, so where do we go now? Right? What a, I mean, Cleveland. I just feel like... Oh, oh, <laughs> Cleveland after this. Yeah. I mean, on like a political level grant oh, oh, oh right no that's where i seem to go so thanks for taking me i love cleveland we're very in the cleveland. moment but uh, john can you yeah talk talk to us we were about just talking this. about this song it's yeah. a good story um i i think i wrote it <clears throat> uh the, the words anyway from uh into intuitive writing 
or not automatic, but <clears throat> the free writing you know, just, where you're just yeah, writing, but, right? But I mean, it it is a story, uh, you know, about a relationship, but it's um, it's just through repetition, and and I thought of those those folk songs where they build one um, part on another. There's a tr- there's a leaf on the tree, and the tree and the branch on the tree, and the leaf on the branch, and the and the green grass grows all around, you know. So it's kind of building oh, yeah. one one part on another, you know, my darling, my sweetheart. And and, um, and then there was just an image of a candle in a window, which is what the chorus is. Um, candle in a window with blue skies up above. And maybe that was Magritte, I don't know, that, <clears throat> you know, I pulled out of the goo and <laughs> um, and kind of made made up the... The rhythm, the kind of Bo Diddley rhythm, just before we recorded it. Yeah, out Bo Diddley, Bo Diddley on that one, I think, because you like ramp it up. It's so driving. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bo Diddley's one of my favorite. Yeah. I don't don't mind stealing from him. Um, We call you Do Diddley. (laughs) 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 Oh, it's going to catch on. The little little Do Diddley. But... uh, yeah, I actually was uh, with a band. I was singing some of um, of uh, Who Do You Love? And then somebody, while I was selling merch, said, Oh, I love that George Thorogood song you did. And I, I stopped doing it. <laughs> I know. I know. I might go back to it. But, you know, it, it gave me a chance to tell this young person that actually, you know, there is a person named Bo Diddley who mm. wrote that song. But I always love those, uh, <clears throat> that incantation of, of all those images, you know, cobra snake for a necktie, uh, ch- chimney made of a human skull. And, yes. and he was, you know, he was just kind of yeah. taking all of those, uh, you know, cultural voodoo images and said, well, I have power over this. These mm-hmm. don't have power over me. Yeah. And you're just kind of throwing it out there. Yeah. Wow, I love that. I feel like we need to. I feel like that's one of the things that music and and these songs like it can um, remind you that you do have some power within. Yeah, I don't know the archetypes or the past and yeah and what we're. I don't know what music yeah, can can do that. It, it can take things that hurt or that are ugly. If you use your humanity to color them, you get too attached to your experience of it because our bodies get thrown around and. Our psychologies get thrown around, but music doesn't care. So its spin is always only the colors, only the verbs, only the intensity. So no fear. You know, music is fearless. Yeah. Music I mean, it's sort of like, you know, you can when you share your, your scars and your war stories, it has a way of uh, overcoming them to a degree. Yeah. You know? Um, not that you should be defined by such things, but... You know, you realize that maybe you're not alone with your your suffering or your pain, your anxiety, whatever it is that plagues you. And oddly, all the joys are sound just as intense. People tend to think that songs are darker than they are, unless they're <laughs> right. really goofy. Yeah, 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 it's true. Ha- happiness is not dumb. <laughs> no. It's complicated. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> no. Yeah. yeah and, and those are just words, you know, when you're happy, when you're... That's when true. you're this, you're that, you know, I mean, really, it's uh, it's all a lot more fluid than that. It's stories. You know, and songs are like water. They they are fluid. They have a way of, you know, activating all of those feelings at once. Sometimes they're in contradiction. With that's true. 
Yeah, and that seems like something that all of you um, share is this sort of this oh, this love and a, a definite awareness and willing to work within um, like this this contradiction. Um, yeah, like I think you even mentioned even within one song itself, it could be um, absolutely. There's a lot of power in a skull yeah. chimney. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about it. How so? Power in your skull, John. Go. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, 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 I hate when uh, people do uh, that to me. I'm sorry. Where's the power in your skull? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry because we were talking about Magritte the and there was like the skull. Oh, sorry. The skull. No, it's all right. Uh, I love I'm skulls. Just, yeah, me too. I'm glad I got one. Um, <laughs> Kicking around on top of our I, shoulders. You know, I, I lately I try to write from uh, an unintellectual, not thinking, not um, brainy point of view. And then I like editing, <clears throat> and I'll make sure that, that uh, I'll switch an and to a but if I need to, or a or to a to an and, or vice versa. I, I find a lot of power in, in the little uh, connectors, yeah. the connecting words. That might be your, your poet, because you, you came from... Poetry and like yeah, poetry well, workshops. I came and... from from being a fourth grader, thinking that, that the Rolling Stones were cool. Okay, <laughs> which they were and are. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I did read a lot and study some, and and went to school for it and things like that. But um, yeah, just to write from not being <clears throat> aware of everything, you know, not not yeah. being not thinking too much because thinking is kind of it's no fun it's it's more uh, you get a better song out of just being and and songs that come out all in one piece are, are usually the the ones that resonate with people and and you have a lot of fun with yeah i i would echo that <clears throat> completely yeah you know you get if you can remind yourself to step out of your own way you know You'll figure out <laughs> what the song's about eventually, you know. I mean, not that you're entirely, you know, unconscious about it, but, yeah, I mean, thinking about it has, that's for another day, you know, that the editing, make a pot of coffee and go yeah. through and have a look at it, you know, down the road. That's a good point, because mm -hmm. music is visceral, not cerebral, but mind is an ego. As long as it follows, then it seems to be serving something better bigger fuller more humanity in that yeah i mean we have this thing about about us that wants to reduce every mystery into something tangible <laughs> i mean it you know i mean it rears its head when we come to talk about uh, you know our, our faith our religion and our art you know <laughs> um but if we can live with that mystery and then we're probably better off yeah it used to make me really mad when when people would say i don't know i just thought it up and it was like what do you mean you have to explain it and, and now i'm much more in line yeah. with that it's like i don't know just yeah. kind of came to me and i wrote it down and thought it up and i liked it, it seemed to say something and be with it be in yeah. it there was some highway we were driving down talking about how we chase as a species we chase mystery hoping to kill the magic so we should probably yeah. stop 
trying to track misery down, yeah. let it be. <laughs> yeah, let's well, not kill the magic. Qu- quantifying things, you know. Yeah. And, and luckily there's, <clears throat> you know, all the this quantum theory stuff that, that people are talking about now. You know, being able to manifest things and being able to, to have effect on on objects just by looking at them and and being present and things like that it hurts musicians when they try to quantify something like music they literally count the number of units sold i mean we're so used to it (laughs) that we don't think about it they don't measure impact they don't measure the fact that you could save a human life yes from listening to the story they just not alone big numbers and money it's really not okay and it, and you can say that you're you're not going to let that change you and what you're you're making, right? But it seems like it will get in oh, there does. and be po- it poisonous. Does. It doesn't change what you're making, but it can change your life pretty bad. Yeah. What what do you mean? Krista? Well, you can't pay your rent. <laughs> you can't afford to tour. You can't afford to make a record. It does cost money. Um, but I don't think we pander to that effect, we have just seen its effects in weaker songwriters. Not that they're they write weak songs. You mean weaker spirit? Um, Both, I guess. Yeah. Like if they were, <clears throat> if they would if succumb crushed. to that. Yes, yeah, yeah. A good song could be in anybody, but not those distracted by egoic concerns like attention or money that you're not going to hit a state of grace then. So someone who's not in the music business, I think is actually more likely to write a real song. Yeah. I mean, one thing you encounter these days, once you, you know, if you, tr- if you're working with, you know, label personnel and, you know, the folks who will try to tell you w- which of your songs might wind up on the radio, they have got it down to what they believe is sort of a, a science, you know, an algorithm. That's a funny <laughs> yeah. thing, you know, yeah. uh, and, uh, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. They've they've analyzed all of it. Well, this was successful, and they was well. We usually like to have that uh, chorus come in about mm, thirty seconds and everything. Oh, no. We don't like too much information. We don't want it to be jarring because that upsets the flow of the um, of the. Um, what you people know, are expecting, maybe all of that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, and you just kind of go, uh huh, uh huh. Yeah. Well, I hope I got one that meets that criteria. But if you start thinking along those lines, as many do, you know. Your During songs. the uh, the birthing the the consummation phase, yeah. then you know we'd all wind up with the same song, Mm-mm. you know, and it's only so long before someone else comes in and just obliterates that whole that whole um, model, you know. And we go, wow, never thought of that. <laughs> and the model is play something they've heard before and <laughs> repeat it a thousand times. Yeah, it was just never going to happen. I don't know. I don't hear a hit. <laughs> yeah, oh no. Listen again. Exactly. Listen harder. Right, right. Um, you know, when, when you do it and you and you got it in your head that you're going to do it as long as you live or pretty long, you know, then you're you're always trying to look for new new way a new way in, you know, a new door. Yeah. You know, yeah. climb through the window any way you can get into the process that excites you. A songwriter wants to be fascinated. The music business wants to be bored. Yeah, and... they want it to be predictable. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you just make that up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Good. not let's not uh, throw anybody with altering the brand. Music business, you know that kind of thing. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Predictable. Hey, hey, yeah. Let's take a short break. We'll come back um, today on Living Writers. Kristen Hirsch, John Doe, Grantley Phillips. I'm T Hetzel. We've got Gina and Frank behind the glass. Catherine is our studio audience. We'll be back. Behind. 
Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, so glad you did today on the program. Grant Lee Phillips, John Doe, and Kristen Hirsch here in the studio. The Exile Follies happening now, February 4th through February 14th, 2020. Um, And we're at February 11th, so we're... It's the back end of this, but um, but what I love is that it's like something about what you're making each of these nights in each of these places. Um, but before we go to that moment, Kristen, can you talk about what we just heard? Hello, oh. and everyone. Yeah, John Grant. They don't know that song. That's the first time you've heard it. Yes, that's the single from the record I'm actually touring right now. Oh wow! <laughs> I've been out for a that's while. That's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> it's called LAX. I think I wrote it in the international terminal at LAX. So, so <laughs> place based. Um, <laughs> place based. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of humanity there. Everybody's so raw. You know, we spend a lot of time in airports, and I'm often alone. So I, I get the best is businessman phone calls. You know, <laughs> Rory spearheading an initiative and. Crap like that. Oh, no. <laughs> Dag nabbit. Sorry. Can you say crap on the radio? I think so. I think so. We're te- yes, yes, we've got the okay from, from Gene and Frank. <laughs> crap, crap. But people are really interesting in airports. They're, they have no home. They have no place. They got no nothing except movement. Yeah. And that's, it's like a that lets place. them be, like John was saying. It's, it's it not an be. am. It's a doing. It's a being. And they're they're kind of interestingly raw there. And kind of taken out of identity a little bit. Because Which is the way we like are the all the time. It's like How's we that? have to be that way. We're, we're placeless mm. in a place-based society. Like, I, did you see me bring it back around? Yes, you did. Mm. That, was, that was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was, was there a line in there, hippie baby? There was. Yes, yes. Nice. Thank you. You don't usually get hippie baby in a rock song. <laughs> I say yeah. a lot of things that yeah. I think it's the only difference between me and male songwriters is that when I say baby, I mean an actual baby. Well, yeah, the, the, um, the i the the part about the can we go back to the airport moment like a little bit like this non identity and you all driving also um like when you're in an airport you you're yourself but you're really in on your en route somewhere right so mm-hmm. kind of placeless um and then it seems like maybe did i hear you correctly like where it's like also in the the van and when you're in one of these like the exile follies like what you're doing right now feels does it feel like that too like absolutely this? you are movement you are a ghost everybody else has a place to live a place to go friends and you're gonna be gone in a day it's cool though. you have escape yeah. which is in hard. the song too that's where i think we left off in the song where um yeah you change your disappear. view to change your worldview that's the point of that song hmm you change your view to change your worldview. Mm-hmm. So movement, so being in, like putting yourself in a new place then All is right. necessary for seeing how you might be in the world that you wouldn't know about otherwise unless you got yourself to that place. And lose that I. Okay. Know, be invisible. Yeah. It's important. 
We the, wouldn't be songwriters if we didn't know how to be invisible. And the observer. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a big part of it, you know, kind of enjoying being observers and a fly on the wall, you know, yeah. a private detective. A Greek chorus. <laughs> <laughs> how, yeah. Why? What do you love about that, Grant? What does it, what does it allow for you as, as a being, as a human being and oh, a songwriter? Well, maker? I think it, it, it seems to activate whatever part of my imagination that, that wants to know uh, what's going on in that person's life, you know? Mm. What are they all about? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, I, when I was younger, I used to travel around with my grandparents a lot. Grandpa drove a truck, and I would go with my grandma or my grandpa, and we'd go off through the desert, and we'd go, you know, a few states away, and uh, I would make sketches as we, as we traveled. But it was that same kind of thing. I think I recognized at that point that when you are changing your surroundings, you know, right. kind of opens up your eyes and, you know, you're reminded that you're, you're not in the same place today as you were yesterday. And I like that. I like imagining what's going on, you know, all the quiet uh, lives, all the dramas that ensue, you know. I don't know, people trying to hang on, people trying to fend off whatever forces are, you know, conspiring to knock them down. That's something like I feel like this idea that you just said, Grant, like the fending off like forces conspiring to knock one down. I feel like each of you with your music and I'm thinking also your music together, too. And um, it's like you're you're helping <laughs> to arm people so they have like the ways to to do that like to not be knocked down like whether it's like um finding a release in the the music like from the experience of the sound that's all around them when they're hearing one of the songs or whether it's um a piece of a lyric that comes to them and they can they see that from their own world or or it makes them question something that they hadn't thought of before like this um but you're giving like like it feels like that's like something that you do is like i before we started, I've talked about Kristen. You're fierce. Like I think each of you are fierce. Like, um, what? like, and and fierce. also fierce, fierce, fierce. fierce. Yeah, oh, well, thank you. And and uh, loving. Like, smash together. Um, in yeah, the world. Yeah, that's true. It's with an your animal art. orientation that is really relevant right now. It's so I- intimate. Yeah, it's a, it's a positive thing. I think that's the. The muscular part you're talking about is very animal. Well, and and it's like helping, like, it's like people can recognize something in it that lets them withstand things that they might not withstand, no matter where they are in this country or across the world. That's the the goal, for sure. Mm. Whether you affect someone by just playing loud and fast or quiet and personal, you just, your real hope and you pray that someone hears it and gets something out of it. You are really giving that way. You really bring that about. I, oh, I don't know that you I are. do. No, you are. <laughs> you. You are. I, I, I might as well be typing up there. <laughs> <laughs> You're so full of it. Um, feverishly typing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm feverishly <laughs> fever typing. It's true. Typing. We're still typing. You're kind of in the middle because... You got the swamp thing, and so it the could creep thing. somebody out. You what? have the swamp thing. That was a great thing. comic. Great <laughs> comic. <laughs> swamp thing. Um, so you're, 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 
you know, hitting the nail on the head in that, you know, there, there are many different ways to communicate, whether it's just the music, you know, moves you or there's some lyric that, you know, or, or you get, uh, you know, have camaraderie with your buddies and, or, you know, partner because you like a song together and things like that. That's the goal. There's a lot of static to get through in the world and in music and everything <clears throat> to be heard, you know, and, and, you know, attention spans and all that kind of, and the way it's delivered nowadays is, is, uh, what that, that's your hurdle. That's, <clears throat> that's the, uh, you know, what you have to kind of get through to, to get to, to people on a personal level or, or just even a superficial level. That's you know? true. And the listener has to know that you're not a jerk. That you're not going to put out a record that sucks next time around. All, so. You know what? You know what else is weir- weird is that since I've I've heard so many different songs, that, and there are <clears throat> so many different artists, is that sometimes I'll hear something new, and I'll think that I've already heard it, and I'll think, oh, yeah. I know what this is all about. It doesn't excite me. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then if I listen to it two or three times, then I realize, oh wait a minute, this is similar to that other thing that I knew, but it's very different. Mm-hmm. And actually, oh, I really respond to this. Is it an intangible or? I don't know. It's just mm. like, oh, yeah, I know what that's all about. Right. Screw yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not as good as the other guy. I, and I listened to that other guy, you know, 10 I didn't years get ago. Nick Drake at first. I would think I would yeah. hear when somebody was real, but I didn't. Well, I still I don't thought... get Nick Cave. Right, well. Because. But now I love Nick Drake. It's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I just thought, he's so quiet. <laughs> Make more noise. <laughs> yeah. Yes, but there, there's a, there's so much. Yeah. In it. Not just because he, you know, overdosed, but there's so much intensity in what he's doing. Yeah. But there's, there's another, there's a term that that um, my sweetheart and I use, which is um, "Don't wake the baby" music, <laughs> which, is, which is just a snooze. <laughs> it's, it's quiet and it's tender and it's beautiful and it's like. Ugh. <laughs> we really and like noise. It's <laughs> well, and maybe it's Don't not like the baby music, and it's not changing you, like yeah. right? Because yeah. like, you know what the thing is, it might be changing somebody else. It might be true. speaking to them. That's generous. Leonard yes. Cohen had a yeah. had a great summation of this. It was there are songs for all seasons, you know, mm. whatever song. There might be some song that we go, ah, yeah, whatever. Sounds like a gum commercial. But someone else, that might be the thing that just really, you know, yeah. speaks to, to who they are. Gets you know? them going in the morning. <laughs> it's true. And it, and uh, who's to say they're wrong and, you know, I'm right. Uh, you know, I like that idea. Songs songs for every occasion. Songs for courting. Songs for um, plastering, spackling. And who roofing. knows? Roofing. Like, Two of you were roofers. Yeah, yeah. Kristen, that's where you, unless Up were you roofing. Roof. I've been on roofs. <laughs> they didn't roof them. However, okay, so so I, I totally agree with what you're saying, Grant. Mm-hmm. But, so where do, you, where do you draw the line to say, that's BS? Where do you, you know, I mean, you, you have to. You don't personally. have to, like, you don't have to uh, <clears throat> absorb that song, though. Right. You know, you just turn it off. Right. Walk out of the room. Yes. Smash I, something. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like an animal right. house where the, <laughs> yes. the guitar gets smashed, I suppose, you know. Yeah. But. Because um, I think it's really important to have, to have like, a um, yes or no about yeah. what, what you like or don't like and, and have an opinion about it. Yeah. Um, however. I've come to to say, um, I don't get it. 
I think that's valid. You yeah. know, I mean, that's an it, old guy thing. No, I don't. No, 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 no. It, it doesn't, I do that too. It doesn't move. No, when I say I don't get it, I mean it doesn't move me. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. what you the cramps, mean. As soon as I heard the cramps, it moved yeah. me. Right. And I, yeah. and I got it. Right. I totally get that. As soon as Lux went, <laughs> rock tonight. It was like, yeah. ooh. Ooh, you just overloaded the hell out of that microphone, and they didn't fix it. Yeah. I love it. You should definitely be able to listen in every genre, don't you think? Like, you should be able to listen I in I think everything? so. Really? Because beauty truly isn't in the eye of the beholder. There is a platonic sensibility, but it's possible that because of these thumbprints that we're born with, this particular path where we've manifested... You would be attracted to certain styles, but I think there's, hmm. we still have a sensibility at play that's underneath that and will allow for beauty in any form, I guess. Because hmm. maybe it's grace or maybe it's something about yeah. authenticity yes, that you if recognize. If someone's in truly the offering their humanity, then it yeah. shouldn't be disallowed by a confluence of events in the superficial realm, I suppose, which is yeah. a lot. But, but to go back, I mean, with, I'm kind of in agreement with John, though. If you, if if something you listen to just 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 repellent, you know, you just I, then. But it's just what Kristen said. It's not authentic. Right, right. It's someone who is, who is doing hypocrisy. a facsimile, oh, yes. a facsimile yeah. of something in order to get something, ah, which is a lot of. I mean, because right. um, of units I, sold. I, What's that? Because of units sold. Units sold. I, th I think that you know now it's it's gone to the point where people are writing songs in order to 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 make them sound like a commercial. Because if you get a song on a commercial, you make a lot of money, and yeah. and that's that's totally valid. I I mean I I wish I had a fat. I mean I'd have a decent bank account. I wish I had a big fat bank account. <laughs> but then I'd have to play um, casinos, and I couldn't hang around with fun people like this. Yeah, and, look at John is still. There doing this like i was listening to john in high school and i yeah. i don't it's not star power i'm talking about it's fundamental integrity and the muscles that somebody like grant has just like they're in a van and they're doing it and they could be doing something else but they're not that's integrity that's that's not facsimile and it's not hypocrisy but it is also making a living it is that's sure. what i mean it's making yeah. an honest living yeah art Let's take a short break. We'll be back today on the program. Kristen Hirsch, Grant Lee Phillips, John Doe. I'm T. Hetzel. We'll be back. You're talking to the king of catastrophes. So when I hear a fascism, I wouldn't put it past him. I keep singing to the second. When they come for me I've read too many books And I can't ignore the omens Or the warning signs You're talking to the king of catastrophe doesn't take a lot of mind to picture some calamity that crazy talking didn't help Cassandra much the gift of wooden horses you think it's full of candy for
Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Come on, you guys. This is a good part. Just, oh, yeah, just, just getting really good. What was, <laughs> was good from the get go. <laughs> what was that? What was that rhyme? Fa- fascism. When you hear fascism, yes. I wouldn't put it past him. <laughs> you like that? That's good. Huh? It's, it's a good one. Grant has Tourette's. Totally. <laughs> in, in the best way, right? Absolutely. Like it's, like, it's a channel. Brain to mouth. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Farm to table. Be- beautiful. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, well, I should say, you've, you know, thanks for tuning that in. That one makes back me laugh. This. Why? Why? I mean, it yeah, makes me laugh, but it makes me curl up in a ball and weep in the corner as well, you know. That's well, what they're supposed <laughs> to do. Win-win. Yeah. So, so Grantley Phillips. Mm. Um, so... So why? Like what? What's why? Like, this is like, and this is what we've talked about, mm-hmm. like since the beginning. Like this, this one song, this one world of the song, doing things that would seem not like together, but doing it to make it right somehow, right. which is about like like life, like living, right? Right. Or, okay. All I can well, say is that that particular song was written, kind of, uh, you know, maybe like <laughs> within a. a, a Day or two of the uh, the inauguration of our our current our current supreme leader and uh, <laughs> and um, you know uh, I was filled with a high degree of anxiety and um, and wrote it you know just off the top of my head and um, so you know it's got uh, it's got some some humor but it's sort of a gallows humor I guess and and that's something that you're valuing like finding like this this humor because you you don't want to like a, it's a, a la- nervous laughter you know <laughs> just as we're about to go down yeah. you know laugh well, and to fi- keep from crying hell mountain and fighting <laughs> off despair too right What's that? fighting off despair yeah. in a way like cuz uh, yeah i think to make i think one way to, to, to combat despair is to is to look it in the face and to laugh at it and uh poke it back into the corner you know yeah i think that is a good way to do it you know i mean bring everything you know <laughs> bring everything to the uh <laughs> to, that's a great to the war, you know? yeah yeah and that's what you were saying too that there's like everything in that song like how the lyrics like how you were like i think well Kristen, i think you said tourette's like like there's everything yeah in it. let it fly yeah and I, being open to that instead of trying to shape it with like the braininess first, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Or the self concept, or the even. ego. You need to ask questions. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, I, it's something that I mean, I don't know. It's just I, I see words and I hear words, and I, I even when I, <laughs> when I'm not trying, they get mangled and inverted, and and sometimes it turns out to be something that kind of cracks me up, and it winds up in a song. You know, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. I have no excuse. (laughs) (laughs) You don't need one. That's beautiful. Kristen, you said the need to ask questions in, in like when in the, in the composing, when you're finding the songs. Yeah. I don't know that you should always be telling it like it is. And the way lyrics communicate is very different from the way we communicate conversationally is it's imagistic without self-image so you can turn any word into a verb into a color into an impression that's a question in in and of itself how to create it in a way like create the experience that you're 
like you start to get a sense of when you're making it. It's very dreamlike as opposed to this plane, but it it helps. You know, the dream's going on it's concurrently. It's an, sort of an analog for what we're doing here is ongoing and songs will uh just create that soundtrack, I guess. Is it so um John, is it dreamlike for you as well in Grant? Cuz I know C- Kristen Yeah. I've definitely used <clears throat> used dreams and uh but I um like there was a a, a song <clears throat> called A Little Help which I I did have a, a dream about um me digging a ditch and my beloved um talking to the sun and I kind of put that into the song but it was it was more like like Grant saying you you know a phrase starts it you know a phrase begins the the story. Yeah. Um, the the last song I wrote is called "The Cowboy in the Hot Air Balloon," and <laughs> and I literally woke up in a crappy hotel or moderately crappy hotel room. I don't live in, you know, I don't stay in. <clears throat> and the first line was there. It was uh, he stepped out of the bar into the street, and a hot air balloon swept him off his feet. And it's like, whoosh, there he goes. He's on his journey, and right. it, it's a it's a fun kind of cowboy song, and, so. and and it's like as you were in that moment when that that kind of came to you. It, in the it line. was it was more just like the rhythm and the sounds, the rhythm yeah. and the sounds and the words, you know, swept and all, uh, yeah, and then just okay. There's a rhyme, and there's a there's a cadence that you're that you keep. Repeating. And I, I think that's and really helpful. It yeah. tricks you into saying what you might not ordinarily want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. The rhythm and the sounds have a way of prying yeah. the truth out of yes, you. Yes, exactly. Even <laughs> when it's shameful or you haven't come to that conclusion yet, you'll spit it out. Yeah. And figure out what yeah. it is. This is why all the rhyming. People say like, as if that's not poetry. But if it's true and it tricked you into telling the truth, then it is poetry. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes to find the story, you have to trick yourself into ways of saying it, to find it, right? <laughs> Yeah. And, and it, this is percussive melody we're talking about, one of the instruments in the songs. Yeah. Yeah. You know who was great at that, i got to say? Chuck Berry. Aww. Chuck Berry the best. was a brilliant lyricist. The best. You know? I mean, we think of the duck walk. We <laughs> I mean, you know, in his revolutionary guitar planes. But, man, look at his lyrics. Listen to his lyrics. Yeah. Talk about rhythmic and the, the imagery and the humor and the, all of it. Yeah. It seems so clear to me that all of you have this such a, a love also for these these musicians and uh, that that are part of like your family, your musician family of how you even see your your making of music. Is that is that true? I that mean, is true. It's, it's clear think, to me. Is that yeah. true? Stand, standing <laughs> standing on the shoulder of giants. Yeah. And you you take enough to get yourself going and then you figure out what you want to do right yeah you have these major cornerstones that have been in place for a long time you know and then on top of that another brick and another brick and you know you're looking at this structure well what can i add to this what is my response me oh there's a little a little window (laughs) can put my it's a little you know, gargoyle my, that Grant built. A little gargoyle. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's kind of like that a little bit, you yeah. know. I don't know. Another analogy, writing on a bathroom wall, you know, just trying to find some free space. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah, teammates and mentors. I think of it uh, as a 
teammates and mentors and a bonfire. Like there's this big bonfire of sock over there mm -hmm. that we are actually in opposition to, even if we're lovers, not fighters. Mm -hmm. So you just throw another log onto the good bonfire and <laughs> hope it keeps some people who need it warm. Mm. We didn't start the fire, I think is what, <laughs> by my paraphrase, right? right? Although, right. <laughs> although Grant does have this have, have some sort of arson tendencies in this most recent oh. record coming up. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I know. It's scary. <laughs> just call me up. One of those arson Fierce. songs was like from a previous album. I just happened to do a nice One little rock block of my arson songs. <laughs> There's a collection. There's a collection. Right. Anyway. He says Mr. Water over here. See, <laughs> Pisces is calling me out on my fire songs. That's right. Oh. We oh. were just saying last night we should embark on a life of crime in case the music thing doesn't work out. I think you were saying Actually, that. you were saying that. Well, I, I think I it's it. really... Didn't you agree? You came out of Whole Foods with two gigantic <laughs> yeah. sacks. Bob running, running, <laughs> pirate yeah. booty. That's right. She yeah. had a nice clip. I think we 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 could have been forgettable if we didn't do this. I think together yeah. we're sort of recognizable, and so yes. it yeah. may not work out it's, well. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna be called Bonnie Clyde and and Jim. <laughs> not Jules and Jim. It'll be Bonnie Clyde and Jules. Top of the world, Chris, <laughs> AKA the Exile Follies, <laughs> which Machine is a brilliant guns name. Optional. Yikes. Thanks so much for talking today. Thank you, Thank you, you T. This was just, uh, I can't even, yeah, thanks so it's much. Good time. We it's, had some laughs and said some fun stuff. Dagnabbit. Gosh, Dagnabbit. even said crap. I learned something about what we can say. But Jesus. Jesus. Well, so The Exile Follies, February 4th, February 14th, 2020. Um, this is our time period and our time capsule of now. Um, thanks so much to Kristen Hirsch, John Doe, Grant Lee Phillips. I'm T. Hetzel. Until next time. WCBNFM on Arbor Archives. Original air date August 19, 2015 at 6 a.m. So I'm a cat, and I just moved in with this new human, and she's got this little toy she's always playing with all day long. Tap, 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 bloop, bloop. 
She can't put it down. There it is. Oh, and get this. She even talks to it. Last week, she asked it for Chinese. And guess what? Egg rolls showed up like magic. Humans have cool toys. A person is the best thing to happen to a shelter pet. Be that person. Adopt. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the shelterpetproject.org. <laughs> Some tables are splendid, some tables are gnarly. Hi, this is Mike. Every Thursday evening at 6.30, Pandora's Lunchbox takes food, takes it apart with its bare hands, looks for connections between cultural celebrations and Michigan food makers and pop culture and comedy and poetry and the whole nine gallons, with a generous menu of songs about food, good and bad. Eat and be eaten. Tune in to Pandora's Lunchbox, Thursday evenings at 6.30, right before Arwolf's Face the Music. WCBN FM Ann Arbor. These are gills, sort of googly red things, and they fit in there, and you cut them at the bottom and at the top and just throw them away, and then you whack him up. Wang! You did not want to mess with Julia Child, I'm sure, <laughs> especially when she was in the kitchen. Thanks to Scott again for. Three hours of freeform every Wednesday morning from 3 to 6 a.m.